Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I have Naveen Jain, uh, the CEO and founder of Viome.com, V-I-O-M-E. Naveen, how are you? I'm doing amazingly well. How about you? Not as good as you, but I'm doing pretty good. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor. Yeah, so uh, t- tell uh, tell me about Viome. What's the concept and what do you guys do? You know, if I want to step back for a second before I describe what we're doing at Viome that, you know, you start to think about what are the biggest problems facing humanities today? And what if those problems can actually be solved uh, through using technologies or, uh, you know, uh, okay. So if you think about the biggest problems facing humanities, healthcare is probably one of them. Uh, and if you look at the current healthcare system, we are spending more and more money and people are getting sicker and sicker. What's wrong with that picture? So we started Wyom with a simple goal. What if we can make illness a matter of choice rather than a matter of bad luck? We absolutely believe that it is possible for an individual to take control of their own health rather than feel helpless when they are sick. And the reason is that so far our medical system really has been looking at an individual um, from a perspective that they have this war against uh, bacteria and viruses in all organisms. That means our medical system to date believes that somehow if they can get rid of every bacteria and viruses on other organisms uh, from our human body, somehow the sterile human body will be a healthy human body. It turns out the nature had completely different things in mind. So here are the things that I learned coming into this healthcare industry from outside this industry, that we as humans, we have more foreign cells in our body than human cells. When it comes to our genes, interestingly, our DNA only produces about 20,000 genes, and whereas uh, our microbiome in our gut produces around 2 million genes. That means we are less than 1% human. Think about that for a second. We are less than 1% human. That means we are a walking, talking ecosystem. And that to me is really interesting is that we, as opposed to it being an us versus them, it's really us and them in a symbiotic relationship. And and I'm going to describe to you a little bit more about what is it that we are trying to do with Wyoming. But I want people to understand and, you know, I, I use the term microbiome, and I just want to make sure I describe what that really means. 
microbiome is really a collection of all the microorganisms, whether you call them bacteria, viruses, uh, fungus, or mold. All of these things sound icky, but they are actually are the one that digest our food, provides the nutrients to our body, and uh, to large extent work with uh, work symbiotically with the human body to keep it healthy. And then I'm going to tell you some funny story, but that's really what the microbiome is. Microbiome is a collection of all the organisms that reside on us or inside us that are these um, uh, single-cell microorganisms. So, Naveen, tell me, what what types of sicknesses or what types of health issues do you think will be eliminated if you have a healthy microbiome? So, very interestingly, if you look at almost every chronic disease – And again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can Google them for yourself. So if you take any chronic disease, we call them with different names, but they all have the same underlying reason for having them, which is chronic diseases are caused by the chronic inflammation. And the chronic inflammation happens because of a lot of the imbalance of the microbiome. So chronic diseases are such as Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, autism, depression, anxiety, PTSD, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, or even cancer. It's very interesting that even just three months ago, a Cleveland clinic uh, published a research that breast cancer is caused by the microbiome, and they examined 1,600 breast cancer tissue, and they found the same microbiome in them. But more importantly... In the last couple of months, there have been several research that clearly show whether the cure for cancer works or does not work depends on your microbiome. So, for example, John Hopkins published a research that shows that immunotherapy, which is the latest cancer cure, uh, anti-PD-1, whether it actually works or is completely useless, it depends on your microbiome. So it could be 10 times effective if you have the right microbiome. The chemotherapy, whether the chemotherapy is completely uh, useless or it kills you, it depends on your microbiome. Because some, really? of, these gut, yeah, some of these gut organisms um, actually turn the chemotherapy drug into toxin poison and it can kill you or it can detoxify it and it becomes completely worthless. So it's really wow. that not only are microbiome responsible for the diseases, but many of the cures that we use to cure us to suppress these symptoms actually are dependent on a microbiome. Hey, so you sound really way- passionate about it. That's great. Can can we talk about the uh, the cancer example? So yeah. in the study that talked about breast cancer, what it, what was it about the microbiome that led people to get it? And what was it about the microbiome that led people to be effectively treated to stop it? So it's very interesting. So what they did was it was a study that was done post uh, uh, post cancer. In a sense, they they looked at the tissues that were taken out of the breast tumor, and they examined those tumors, and they found that they have a similar microbiome that all of the breast cancer tissues. And that's where they concluded that the microbiome is actually somehow influential and responsible for these breast cancer. And the other study that I mentioned that both the chemotherapy and the immunotherapy, those all of them were done actually looking at the patients that have done the immunotherapy where the cure works or it does not work and what was the, what was the common theme in the microbiome where the cancer cure worked or in the, where the cancer drug failed. 
other thing that you will find really interestingly is that when you look at almost all of the drugs, they have an efficacy rate of about 20% or 22%. And that means on 80% of the people, it does absolutely nothing. Or worse yet, it causes them harm. So, you know, what is it about the humans that we are so different, yet we are very similar? That when you look at our DNA, 99.5% of our DNA is common between any two human beings. But when it comes to microbiome, it's less than 5% that is same between any two people. And that wow. is one reason a diet, no such thing as universal healthy diet. A diet that works well for you won't be good for me. And a diet that's good for me today may not be good for me in three months. Because when you eat certain food, guess what happens? The first thing is that your microorganisms get to get to get fed. And they digest that food and they, and they actually provide the nutrients that our body needs. So it's very interesting is that if you think about we as humans, you could argue we are here purely to serve these microorganisms. And that brings me to my interesting way of describing what microbiomes are, is to really look at a, a possibly a funny story about how humans were created. So if you're interested, I'll tell you, in my view yeah, of the please. world, how humans were created. Tell me, yeah, yeah, this is fascinating. Okay. So here's what I think happened. As you know, that our, on planet Earth, um, the microorganisms, so bacteria and viruses and all these organisms have been around for 4 billion years old, right? And the humans are only about, you know, a couple of hundred thousand years old. So 200,000 years, 250,000 years, and the bacteria and organisms have been around for about 4 billion years. So here is, I think, what happened. I want to, you know, some time ago, the, all the bacteria and viruses, they all got together. And they all said, you know what? We are sick and tired of living in this small space in the local area. We want to take over the world. And they all looked at each other. And they, one of them said, you know, I have a good idea. What is that? Well, what if we create something where trillions of us can live inside it? And all we have to do is keep this thing healthy. It's going to run around and find the food for us. We will make it crave what we want, and it's going to go, go everywhere to feed us. It's going to go all over the world. It's going to poop everywhere. It's going to spread us everywhere, and we're going to take over the world. And they created humans. Wow. Except that once they created humans, just like we are so afraid of artificial intelligence, and you know we all worry about what if this AI becomes smarter than us, and what's going to happen to humans. Right. The bacteria and viruses start to worry. Oh, my God, we just created this thing. What if it starts to become smarter than us? What will happen to us? So one of the young ones went to the master and said, Master, master, I am really worried that this thing we just created is going to one day become smarter than us. What's going to happen to us? Master looked at him and said, don't worry. We got the controls in place. What's that, master? Hmm. You know, one of our brothers, they call that mitochondria. It's just the bacteria. It is one of our brothers. Right. It's right inside their cell. And guess what? That's the one that provides the energy for their cell. They stop taking care of us. We shut the energy down. They're dead. So don't worry about it. Right. Everybody still that master has really good plan. Other young one just could not resist and said, master, master, you're forgetting the big thing. What's that? You know, these guys are starting to develop a brain. What are we going to do when these brains start to become really smart and become even smarter than us? Master mm. says, don't worry, I forgot to tell you. Remember, all of us reside in the gut. We put a direct line to the brain. They call that a vagus nerve. They don't mm. know that all the neurotransmitter we have, whether it's the cortisol and the serotonin, we use that to tell them, tell their brain what to do. When we are hungry, 
They feel hungry. When we are full, they feel full. But more than that, guess what? The serotonin that makes them feel good, we're not going to let them produce it. 90% of all the serotonin is going to be produced right by us. So we really are going to control how they feel. And just like a good leader, we're going to make them think they are making all the decisions. But don't you worry. We are actually the one that's making a decision. We pull the string. They think they're making a decision. We are the puppet masters. They're simply the puppet. Guess what? Uh, we control their amygdala. We use the microRNA interference. We make them think. Make, we control their behavior. We change cool. their prefrontal cortex in terms using the microRNA interference. We know the decision they're going to make before they even know it. Guess what? Wow. Just chill, enjoy the ride, and let them feed you. And everybody claps, and that's why the humans were created. I like that. That's a really that's really fascinating, and it makes it a lot easier to, you know, pun intended, digest what uh, this is about. So let me let me ask you about um, where in the body are is the microbiome. I've heard that you know you have some in your mouth, some under your arms. I guess mostly in your gut, and gut meaning what the large intestine and the colon. Like where in a person's body do most of the microbiome live? What, where are they and where are they not? Yeah, so most of the microbiome resides in your gut, which is your large intestine. So that is the place where the, most of the uh, microbiome resides. And they are literally in every opening. So whether it is, you know, your mouth, is, uh, you know, on your skin, under your arms, everywhere in your body. Uh, and, you know, if it is, if it is any, you know, um, any opening, you probably have microbiome there, right? So. Right. Uh, right. So they literally reside everywhere, but most of them are actually in our gut. And the interesting thing is 70% of our immune system is along our gut lining. So our immune system is trained by the microbiome and in terms of what's a friend, what's a foe. And that's the reason when we have become too hygienic, our immune system is just not uh, exposed to these things and it becomes hyper alert. So people who live on the farm mm. and you know, near the chicken and the cows and the cow dung, they don't get in the spring, come spring, they don't start to have runny eyes and, the, you know, um, and, and, and runny nose because, you know, it's, it's a damn pollen. Take a chill pill. It's not going to kill you, right? We're, so people are, who are too hygienic, they call hygiene theory, are actually to some extent killing all these microorganisms and the body is not being exposed to these organisms. That means your immune system is not trained. What's really interesting that, Rich, you're going to find is that when you look at baby being born, right? So majority, so most people used to believe that the baby is completely sterile when it's inside the womb. So whether it's an amniotic acid or the placenta is completely sterile. It turns out there was an amazing research that came out on the full-term birth babies. And what they found was not only the placenta had the full microbiome coming from mother, so does the amniotic acid, and the baby had the initial microbiome uh, from the mother uh, before the baby is born, and it gets, it gets a full exposure to the microbiome uh, through the birth canal. So as the baby is going through the birth canal, the, when the you know, moms get the labor, it's not the nature way of punishing the mom. It's nature's way of moving the microbiome into the right places. So microbiome moves up into the breast. Microbiome moves into the birth canal. And the baby is fully exposed to that. Interestingly, the first one week of the uh, mother's uh, milk uh, is called colostrum. It, is, it cannot be digested by the human body. 
it is there purely to feed the uh, microbiome. So imagine that right. what nature is telling us, that the offspring that I just created, the best way to keep it healthy is not to feed it, but to feed them. If, we, if the microbiome is healthy, the baby will be healthy. And that's interesting is that most people believe that, you know, microbiome, obviously the mother's milk has a lot of nutrients. What they don't realize is also the mother's milk has the microbiome that is going into the uh, baby. In addition to that, it has all the antibodies that the mother's has developed to different things so that the immune system is being trained. So that's the reason why it is so good to have the, you know, the baby be fed through breast milk. In addition to that, baby also gets the microbiome through the, the skin when they, uh, and they get the breast milk. So, right, so here's an interesting important. comparison. Yes. Um, I read about this too. So compare a C-section baby that's given yes. formula versus a normal vaginally delivered baby uh, given breast milk. How much of a difference does that make to that person's health over their life. Massively. So in, in fact, as we talked about, there is a gut-brain axis and there is a gut-skin axis. That means, you know, people who have eczema, people who have, you know, all types of skin diseases, and many of them uh, are actually initially start because the baby's microbiome is uh, being disturbed. And one of the very interesting research that came out last week, and you can Google it, is around the mothers who take antibiotics when they are pregnant, the damage mm -hmm. it does to the baby. And they found that their baby tends to obviously not have those microbiomes because they all get killed. So taking an antibiotics yeah. at any age is like throwing a nuclear bomb inside your body. It gets everything. Everything is dead. Right? And yeah, so what would, you, um, yeah, what would you recommend? Um, so if I get sick and I just... You know, I just feel like I got to get medicine in order to get better, and I go, I go get antibiotics. Should I be taking probiotics before it, during it, after it? What can I do to lessen the damage that antibiotics would cause to my microbiome? So, a couple of things. First of all, you know, there is a massive overuse of antibiotics in a sense that people get flu, people get cold. And a lot of the times, uh, they are prescribed these antibiotics. If, if you have a viral infection, first of all, the antibiotics does absolutely no good, other than you think you're doing something about it. It does absolutely no good. Secondly, right. most infections, the body generally will take care of it. I'm not saying that all, but generally, the body is extremely good at fighting these things. In fact, when the, you know, most of the babies, when they get ear infection, if the parents can just tolerate a little bit of, you know, little bit of tolerance, I would say 99% of the ear infection just goes away by itself, right? So you really have to be extremely careful when you actually have to take antibiotics versus where you are taking it because it's a quick, easy way out. So interesting thing is our healthcare system uh, is de was designed to cure infection. And part of the thing was our healthy living came from a lot of the antibiotics. But the problem with antibiotics is when it kills your microbiome, it's completely out of balance. So people are now developing chronic diseases. They're no longer having infections, but they have these chronic diseases, right? And healthcare system, to some extent, loves the chronic diseases, right? So think about from a drug company. Drug companies love chronic diseases because now they have a patient. All they're doing is suppressing the symptom, and they have a subscription business, right? Well, here, here's a question. So if, if um, the microbiome trains your immune system, as you said, yeah. and when you get sick, it means something has apparently breached your immune system, 
why aren't there microbiome doctors? Why can't I go to a doctor that knows about the microbiome and treats me that way? I, it, I would think that this should be the new paradigm for medicine. I get exactly. sick. I go to a microbiome doctor. They sample my microbiome and they say, yeah. oh, we see why you're lacking this, that, and the other, or there's too much of this, and they prescribe a personal probiotic, and that makes me healthy again instead of antibiotics. Yeah, so guess what? Now you have described in a clear word what biome does. <laughs> so what we do is actually okay. look at your microbiome, and we just don't look at So one of the things has been is that everyone was focused on looking at what organisms are inside your gut. And what we realized was it doesn't matter what organisms you have, there are two more important things than that. What is how active they are, but most importantly, what are they doing? Are they producing short-chain fatty acids that our body needs? Are they producing the vitamin B that our body needs? Are they producing too much of the toxins like LPS, which is lipopolysaccharide, which is extremely inflammatory? So we look at everything that these microorganisms are doing, and then we say, aha, you need to now produce more butyrate, so I'm going to ask you to eat more spinach and other foods that produce butyrate. In addition to that, you probably need the butyrate supplement. And we know you're producing too much of LPS, and, and we notice there are lots of organisms that are doing what they call protein fermentation. That means, holy, that means you're eating way too much protein. You need to cut down on all the protein and reduce the following foods and eat the following foods. So that means um, we give you very, very specifically what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, what supplements you need, and what you're simply pissing them off. And most probiotics tend to be generally useless because they are transient and they rarely get hold in the, uh, in the gut. So, we, you know, our goal is to, we don't sell supplements, we don't sell probiotics, we don't sell food. So we only recommend things that you need, and we do it based on exactly your microbiome, and then we look at what we call the metabolic flexibilities. That means how does your body digest fat? How does your body digest carbs? How does your body digest protein? And for me, uh, Rich, like, you know, I thought I was eating yeah. healthy. And my eating, eating healthy was, was I was eating absolutely no carbs. I was eating no starch. I was eating oats, lentil, legumes, tofu, spinach, avocado, and I thought I was a healthy living. When right. I did my Wyoming test, it told me I need to have majority of my food needs to be carbs. The things I need to minimize eating is spinach, oats, avocado, lentil, legumes, and tofu, and I need to be eating everything else. And the reason for that was that even though it may have been healthy at some point of time, since I was eating such a restricted diet, I was only feeding one set of microbiome and others were starving. And guess what happened? These guys became so many of them, they started to take over, and the ecosystem got completely out of whack. And I had inflammation, and that started to show as a weight gain, and my blood glucose was going up. And when I changed my diet, my blood glucose came down, and I lost weight. And it's very interesting that one of the ladies went on Dr. Odd's show, one of our customers, we didn't even know, the show is going to be aired on February 16th. She right. lost 71 pounds, and we had nothing to do with weight loss. We simply saw that her body was seriously inflamed, and she had a leaky gut. So we fixed her leaky gut and the inflammation, and she lost weight. Other lady who is going to be on the show had a lot of issues around diabetes and depression. We didn't focus on that. We simply fixed her gut and the ecosystem. And people keep right, so, thinking that... What? So quick question here. So uh, 
so I've talked to a number of companies that they, they don't do what you do, but they're in the microbiome niche. Yeah. So usually what they do is, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll send you a kit. looks like what you do is you'll take a, um, you know, you'll swab your poop on a piece of toilet paper. You'll put it in a vial. You'll send it back and you guys will profile the microbiome, but you guys don't give probiotics. Instead, you tell people change this, that, and the other in your diet and it'll feed the right kind of bacteria you want to attract and it'll change over over time what's in your gut and make you healthier. So let me give you a couple of things. 95, I mean, almost every company that claims to be doing microbiome testing are actually scamming people. And that is the big problem that industry has had. So what they do is companies like Ubiome and company like, you know, American Gut Project and a bunch of others, what they do, and you can look at their website, they do something called 16S testing. And the 16S can never detect any virus, any yeast, any fungus, any mold, it can only get about 50 to 70% of the bacteria, and that too at a genus level. So let me describe you what genus level is like. So if you say, hey, can you tell me what New York looks like at a genus level? I would say, oh, it's easy. There are some men, there are some women, there are some old people, there are some young people, and say, wow, that's just like San Francisco. And I say, yeah, at a genus level, we are identical. We all have the same genuses. The only difference is Maybe there are some more women in one place and there's some more men in one place. And what happens is most of these companies like Ubiome, they basically say, oh, you have more women and there is a more crime. So New York has more women and there is more crime there. So women, women must be criminal. That is really the, okay. how they do, right? Whereas it has nothing to do with anything. What we do is we say, look, first of all, we are the only company in the universe, period, that is able to look at every strain of every bacteria, every virus, including RNA virus, every yeast, hmm. fungus, and mold. But more importantly, we know are they alive or they are dead because we are looking at RNA. That means they're only replicating. We know how active they are because we know how, how quickly they're replicating. And, but most importantly, we know what they are actually doing. That means we know are they producing the good stuff and are they producing the bad stuff? What is too much and what's too little, right? And no one does that. And that's the reason no one can make any recommendation of any kind other than sell you the same thing, one size fits all. They say, hey, oh, you got a bad, a bad gut? Here's a probiotic. Oh, you, it doesn't matter what's going on inside your gut. Here's a probiotic. And this is the reason when people are selling you things, they always yeah. will tell you the things what, you know, whatever will make, make you buy that stuff, right? So companies like this new company came out like Bio. And they say, oh, you must have a candida because I got the probiotics to sell you. Right? So well, all right, so question here. Um, when, so you're relying on the person eating foods to nourish and, again, and encourage the right bacteria to inhabit the gut. Why not include probiotics and prebiotics? So that you accelerate that process. Absolutely do. So prebiotic is a food, by the way. So prebiotic is the right food. So by telling you to eat, say, for example, um, things that have high fiber, that's a prebiotic, right? So we, doing, okay. we do recommend you the supplements that you need, and we do recommend the probiotics you need, but only when you need it. Because the fact we're not selling them, we don't think that everyone needs a probiotic, right? So we don't go out and say, Here's the test and here's the probiotic you need, right? And because, okay. you know, remember, if 
probiotics are like 10 strains. If you already have too many of those strains, giving you probiotic is only going to make the matter worse, not better. Right. So we have to know what exactly the strains are. And no one looks at any strain because they don't have technology to look at it. So they give you the things simply to sell you the stuff thinking probiotic has a good name so people will buy it. Well, if I, um, okay, so even if I take probiotics and I magically take the right things for me, if, if my diet and the food I eat doesn't support that, then I either have to at best stay on the probiotics forever or, you know, maybe they won't work as well because I'm not eating the right things to keep those probiotics I'm taking alive and allowing them to flourish, right? So most of the probiotics, I would say 90% plus of them do not get hold of in the gut. They are mostly transient. Because what happens is, um, Rich, is that when you take probiotics, you're sending a single strain in the uh, in the gut where there are trillions of other organisms. And as you can imagine, when you send some new person there, even though they may be unfriendly to each other, they are much more unfriendly to the new guy than they are the old guy. Mm. Right? So they found the balance. Right. As soon as the new guy comes in there, they all attack and make sure it doesn't find any space there, right? And right. what we think is that most people think there is some good, my, good bacteria and bad bacteria, and there is one ideal microbiome that everyone and that is a fundamentally the wrong approach interesting thing well, is you should look at, look I understand at, everyone's I, microbiome should be different and should be tailored but you know if I look at micro if I look at probiotics like a pill that I pop and think that solves my problem it sounds like that's only half the equation if I don't eat right for for the microbiome I want I could pop as many pills as I want but they won't take hold or I'll be reliant on popping these probiotic pills forever right at best? That's only part of the puzzle. So that you're absolutely correct. That's one part. The second part is the pills that you're popping. And if they have the screen that you already have too much of, guess what's happening? Mm. Now you're making even the balance even worse, right? So unless okay, you right. know what is lacking versus what is too much, then you constantly are, in fact, creating more problems than you're actually solving. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, all right, so your program, does it so include a custom probiotic, or is it just a food recommendation? So right now, we make three, uh, three separate things. We give you the food recommendations, we give you the supplements recommendations, and we give you the probiotic recommendation if you need any. So if you believe there are okay. certain strains that are available in market and you're lacking them, we say go buy that. But if you don't believe that you're lacking those, we don't recommend it, right? Uh, same thing with well, what uh, if you, supplements. If you compare... So if I just, if I get the kit and I test with you guys yep. and you say, change your diet and have this and don't have that and all that, and I do that, I'll get some level of success. Will I get a better level of success if I also take the custom probiotic you recommend and if I also have the right prebiotics or supplements or like how much better does it get if I do all three things versus one thing. We, we do recommend all three things if you need all three things. So you will see in the recommendation, here are the supplements you need, Rich. Here are the foods you need to be avoiding. Here are the foods you need to be eating. And here are the probiotics you need. And when you take all three, you will get substantially better than you doing only one or only two. But the things that I was trying to mention is that we don't recommend supplement just because we believe that everybody needs more magnesium or everybody needs more, more of this. Everybody needs more of this, right? The point is because mm, you okay. look at the stuff and say, what's lacking? All right. So ideally, all three is what you want. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a total look at your health 
from the microbiome yeah. perspective. But all, and, all and those things work. And the microbiome yeah. side, and then we also look at the host side. So we do the metabolic test by doing the glucose challenge to see how does your body react when you eat carbs. And we are adding a couple of things that we'll be adding in the next 60 to 90 days. For example, we'll be able to do a complete gene expression, not looking at your genes or not looking at your DNA, but looking at how genes are being expressed. So we'll be able to take a couple of drops of your fingerprint from the blood and to be able to tell you what genes are being expressed. And by looking at the gene expression, we know how much inflammation you have. We also be able to look at your mitochondrial gene expression. So we know exactly wow. the, uh, you know, how mitochondria is being expressed. And in addition to that, we'll be able to look at all other things that are going on inside your body. So we're adding things like urine metabolites. So we know all the organic acids, the amino acids that your body is producing too much or too little. Yeah, so idea is to look at everything that's going on inside your body, whether it is biochemically, whether it is microbially, or any interaction between the two and the gene expression, because you know your microbiome, as you know or not, yeah. changes the gene expression specifically. So you may have this, you and I may have exactly the same genes, but what is being expressed may be completely different based on, uh, you know, food you're eating, based on the where you live, the kind of kind of food you're eating, the kind of toxins you are inhaling. All that will change your gene expression. And you said people only have about five percent of their microbiome in common. That's right. So if you look at the screen level, the less than 5% is common between any two people. But what happens is when people look at the 16S genus level, everybody has the same one. Okay, got it. Then that looks deep enough. I reason, gotcha. Yeah. And that's the reason why people do the really cheap testing. So you can do a testing um, on a biome for $29 or $39 because that testing of 16S costs only $1. The things we are doing is a complete sequencing complete RNA sequencing of every single organism in your gut. Until about until we launched, the technology would cost you about $10,000. We brought the cost down to $399. So that means you can get a complete sequencing of your gut at $399, uh, and that's once per year. And then any, other te- any number of testing you do uh, during the year is only $199. And the reason is because your body constantly is adapting and changing. That means once you do the test and you adapt a diet, that diet is going to change your microbiome, and you need to retune your body. And if you don't retune your body, your body is going to go out of balance. Right? It's like it's a car. You can't say, I tuned my car five years ago. Why is it out of tune again? <laughs> you change your oil you know, 900,000 miles ago. Why would your engine seize up? I got you. <laughs> so what's, um, if I make it, so if I uh, you know, go through your program, I change my diet, I take the probiotics, I you know do all the things. How long does it take? And I know everyone's different, but about how long does it take for people to see an effect? So we you know we get so many emails from our customer. In general, it takes about you know six weeks to eight weeks uh, to start seeing the effect. And if it is a serious thing, uh, it may take up to four or five months before you start to see the thing. But you will see them. I mean, interesting thing is people are seeing decent results in, you know, month after, two months after, three months after, and they're feeling the real difference. And that, to me, is really the key. You know, we didn't start this company because we want to make money. We did it because we really believe we can create a world where sickness can be truly a matter of choice. We really want to move the humanity forward. We really want to do things 
that will change the trajectory of how humanity is going to live in the future. We want to change the way healthcare is delivered for billions of people. I'm sick and tired of our loved ones constantly suffering from chronic diseases, and I just want that to end. Right. Um, what about um, people on different diets? Do you have enough data where someone on, um, you know, like a high-protein, low-carb diet, what, you know, what happens to their microbiome versus someone that's a vegan or someone that's on a ketogenic diet? Do you have any data where you see, like, unusual things manifest because of these diets? Yeah, so honestly, we see all kinds of people on all different diets. And what we find is these fat diets are really, really bad for uh, people. And, you know, because they are only doing one thing and that one thing can become too much. So people who are on high-protein diet, we see the people whose guts are totally effed up. Because what happens is when you eat too much protein, generally the protein should be digested in the small intestine. When you eat too much of it, it starts to go down into the large intestine where the microbiome starts to get the protein. And they start to grow these things called protein fermenters. And when these guys, these microbiome that eat protein, they start to produce ammonia, they start to produce methane, and they become so toxins that all the toxin gets in, um, essentially absorbed in the blood and your body starts to get inflammation. And when you have inflammation, you may start to get various different symptoms. Either you get high glucose, you can get diabetic, you can be obese, you can get depression, you can get anxiety. Those are simply the symptoms of the chronic inflammation. But you will get massive inflammation from these diets. We see people whose guts are totally effed up because they are on ketogenic diets or the people who are on leptin diets or people who are on paleo diets. I mean, none of these fat diets ever work for everyone. And even if it works for a short term, it becomes really bad because ultimately no diet. Uh, is good for everyone, and no diet is good for a long time. That makes sense. In, in your recommendations, you tell people what to eat. Do you tell them what to avoid? And, Absolutely. And can you know that by looking at uh, you know their microbiome? Yes. We, so we tell them what foods to minimize because you know if you are if we know that we have too much protein fermenter, then we try to have say minimize this stuff. Um, so for me, minimize list is I told you that I need to minimize oats. That doesn't mean I can never eat oats. That means right now I just need to eat less, as little as possible. Uh, I need to minimize the spinach. I need to minimize avocado. I need to minimize lentils, legumes, tofu. And I'm a vegetarian, right? So it tells me here are the food you should be eating. So I have five superfoods that I can eat as much as I want. And, and the food that I need to be minimizing, foods that I can indulge in, and the food I need to be completely avoiding. And you personally... How much of a difference has it made for you since you made the changes? Well, I have lost now uh, in about six months. And, you know, I was trying to lose about 10 pounds. And I'm now down seven pounds. And my blood glucose level has come down significantly. But more importantly, I have more energy now than I ever had. So I don't have the, you know, things I used to, you know, have brain fog. And sometimes I just would be, you know, little of what I would say on the edge and so that edge is gone, but it's hard to see from my voice. I'm just so excited all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and it's hard so to imagine what, that I have, would have more energy than I have. <laughs> that's cool. That's good. What's, yeah. um, so what are the most common reasons people come to you? What are they suffering under most? Is it just they want to lose weight and they can't? Or like, what are the top five or ten uh, things that people come to you and say, please help me? 
Yeah, so it's very interesting that, you know, it's like, so number one thing I want just want to clear here, we don't diagnose any diseases, we don't cure any diseases because we are not FDA approved. So I just want to be very clear there. So we don't cure any, you know, things. We simply, you know, we simply focus on the food and diet to make sure that your gut is in balance. And what we find is that balanced microbiome actually helps a lot with all the different chronic diseases. There is tremendous research that, that how microbiome where is right balance, it actually prevents and reverses many of the disease, but that's not what we do. So the things that people will tell you is, hey, uh, whether I'm trying to lose weight, I can't, or I can't focus uh, anymore because I'm constantly um, feel uh, I have this ADHD type of things. I'm consciously not being able to fo- focus because of brain fog. I can't get a good sleep. I got all kinds of things on my skin. Or, you know, I got other types of things like anxiety or I can, I just always feel down. And those are right. the kind of things that people normally use it for, whether I can't get enough good sleep and I just don't feel energetic. I used to feel really a lot of energy and just kind of always feel tired. Okay. So those are some of the reasons. All right. Excellent. So how can, um, all right, so your service is open and it's running. You know, how can people uh, find out more and how can they order a kit and get started? Yeah, so this is something you have to help me with, and here's why. Um, as being an Indian, I cannot pronounce the word we. So when I say Wyom, you really mean biome. We as in Victor, I-O-M-E. So go to, how would you say that, young man? Viome, yeah. Yeah, so Viome.com, and um, when you sign up, the thing is that not only you're going to feel better, what happens is that we take all the data that we get from your what's happening inside your gut, what's happening inside your body, and all the symptomatic information you give us, and we run it through the artificial intelligence engine so we can actually analyze all the information because no human brain can ever process this data. And the more people who sign up, not only they get better, everyone before them and everyone after them gets better. So it is to some extent is not only helping yourself, you're also helping the humanity get better. So when you sign up, I would say that you're joining the revolution that is taking part in making illness truly a matter of choice. So I sure hope that everyone listening to it will sign up at wyom.com. That's V as in Victor, I-O-M-E dot com. And uh, make yourself feel better and help everyone else. Yeah, you know, one thing I want to add before we wrap, um, you know, this past year, I've cha- you know, it's not optimal. I need to get your product, by the way, and I'm going to order it. Um, I've changed my diet, and I've lost quite a bit of weight, and I'm stalled, and I want to lose more, but it's not working yet. So I'm I'm hoping that this will help. But and you know what I realized that's important. Um, that's what happens is when you go on a particular diet, it helps you for a little bit, and then you're stuck. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely got to connect. But I just want to tell listeners something I realized. Um the better I feel, the more patient I am with my family, and I don't get angry. And I'm a better, I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a, I'm better to all the people around me. So that's another reason I think that people should, you know, look into stuff like this because the better you feel, the better you will treat all the people around you, your coworkers and everyone, and you'll have a positive impact just by doing that. In addition to helping yourself. So you know. I just wanted to say that for everyone listening. Oh, my God. You are so, I mean, you're so right, Rich, that happiness is a choice. And when we are happy, we make everyone, the world looks happier to us and we make everyone happy. When we feel frustrated inside us, guess what happens? Our frustration shows up in our relationships, both at Mm -hmm. work and at home. So to me, 
the best thing you can do is to take good care of yourself because when you take good care of yourself, the people around you are going to be the one that can feel your good energy. Well, very good. Well, Naveen, thank you. This has been a really cool uh, podcast, and I really appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot, brother. I look forward to uh, hearing it and seeing how many of your audience uh, actually, um, you know, feel as inspired as you and I are to take control of their own health in their hands. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.